Aberration! The sound ringing through the night brought me bolt upright on my sleeping pallet, heart pounding beneath the palm I laid flat between my breasts. I tucked my long, cumbersome hair behind my ears with my left hand. The killing knife was already in my right. Breathing silently through my mouth, I turned my head one way and then the other, listening hard, every nerve focused on locating the source of the familiar deadly refrain. Aberration! Aberration! The chant of at least half a hundred voices darkened the night and chilled my soul. I felt a fleeting, guilty relief that someone else was the object of ritual murder this night. Aberration! Aberration! Burn! Aberration! The mantra came from a nearby box canyon. I did not want to go there, but I knew I would. Aberration! The bloodlust cry of the myths reached a keening crescendo that made the small hairs on the back of my neck stand up. The change in pitch signaled that death was near for their victims. It could be me they were killing— would be me had they stumbled upon my small encampment in the night. My kind is never safe around myths. Myths with their trademark white hoods and their trademark intolerance have an uncanny knack for spotting the subtle differences that brand me and my kind preservationists. I snaked out of bed and stood up to sniff the warm night air. Since I am not a tall woman, the night and the long grass shielded me from casual sight. Not all myth assemblies post guards, and I neither heard nor saw any sign of guards nearby. This assembly's holy ones apparently believed no one would dare harm them. They have not met me yet. Without starshine, the world was flat black, the surrounding curtain of murk so complete that to my straining eyes it seemed almost as solid as the earth itself, except for the ravine a short distance away. Flickering red and yellow light emanated from the tiny canyon as if angry hands ripped open the ground to free the flames of hell. Myths stoked their campfires along with their passions. The higher the flames, the more inflamed the myths. The cloying odor of sickly sweet herbs billowed from that unspeakable purgatory, their smell mingling with the scent of burning hair and flesh. Memories battered my heart as the stench and the chanting pierced my senses. My fingers trembled as I yanked a cloth rag from my small haversack and tied it over my mouth and nose. The mask did little to filter out the heavy tang of fire and fear and death woven through the gloom like threads in an acrid tapestry, but it helped to calm me. Only when they are killing do the myths throw that noisome combination on their fires, garlic, sugar, rosemary, dandelions, and other plants I do not know. I believe they use the herbs to mask the odor of searing flesh so that no would-be rescuers will interrupt their fun. The myths do not seem to find the mingled smell of burnt meat and charred plants objectionable. I loathe it. The reeking smoke grew thicker, drifting toward me in the dank breeze. The humid air grew heavy, stifling. A soft pattering sound slowly closed in around me, and I exhaled quietly with relief. The second dark rain was a blessing for once, batting down the fetid smoke enough to clear the air slightly. 
Unfortunately, this rain was too light to extinguish the mist fires. More unfortunately, my strength alone was not enough to help the anonymous wretches whose screams sliced the night. A lone preservationist should never be about with myths in the area. If they caught me, I would find myself roasting on their fire too. Despite the danger, I ran naked and silent through the waist-high grass, the killing knife clenched in my hand.